Hey everyone, Editing Jane here. I wanted to pop in before the episode and let you know that this was pre-recorded back in March before Mackenzie and I left our college campus due to COVID-19. We are still planning on continuing to record, um, though it may put a delay on our episodes and our time frame even more so as we cannot record in the same room due to social distancing and the fact that we live states apart. Um, That being said, I hope you all are safe and healthy and we're excited to continue to bring books to you. All right, thanks, bye. So, so team... How are we feeling? I think if our audience doesn't know, we are one of the uh, many, many colleges across the country who are ending the semester early because of the coronavirus. Hashtag Corona <laughs> Corona. <laughs> so Classic we corona. are leaving campus uh, yes. in the next like two days. Yep. I'm leaving tomorrow. We were given a week's notice to Not, clear yep. out. Um, all of our belongings in moving to remote learning, mm-hmm. which has been an utter and awful disaster. <laughs> it's been god awful. I feel terrible. Everything hurts. My body, our tears. Um, <laughs> Mackenzie and I are both seniors, and let's just say it's been sad to say the least to have our last semester cut off a little short because of just tragedy. Awfulness. Welcome to remote learning. Can't wait to take my my hip hop class. Can't wait to take theatrical lighting and sound design remotely. Can't wait to have a three hour seminar with students remotely from students all over the world, including this poor girl from India who's nine and a like nine hour time difference. Yeah, like our one thirty p.m. class. She's gonna wake up at five. Like she's gonna wake up at three a.m. She has to. There's no choice. Anyways. Is this, there anything has has anything happy happened? Um, well, one of the student the student run theater org that I'm a part of bumped one of our shows up by almost a full month and performed it kind of flash mob style on Wednesday. Yeah, so that, that was, was really good. nice. Um, uh, there's lots of events on campus that are happening just because everyone's trying to rally make the most together. of it. My independent study professor hugged and cried. Does she not hug or cry? She does not hug or cry, and she took a photo with me. Like, she was like, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. I'm like, you're crying. I can see it in your eyes. You don't cry. Why is this happening? She was like, I'm just gonna, and I'm like, don't you dare say it. She's like, I'm just gonna miss you. I was like, oh, don't you did it. Uh, (sighs) So this episode is gonna be a little bit different. I think we both have probably a little bit less to say? Yeah. I don't know. We didn't have a ton of time to prep for this one. It's gonna kind of be a weird one-off episode, so let's just start with... I guess with... we do have something we should tell people before we go much further. the podcast where two friends sip tea and spill the beans on books we need to read. Is that what it is? Oh my good golly, look at me go. (laughs) Wowzers. Um, 
I'm Jane. I am Mackenzie. And we have a very special guest with us today who is one of our most avid listeners who actually... Number one fan. Number one fan who is probably our favorite commentator on our podcast. (laughs) Regularly texts me commentary post-episode. Always has like the funniest things that I don't pick up on and I listen to it like four times over editing. Um, But she always... Picks up on, like, the weirdest little interactions between us, and it's so funny. So we have our good friend Grace with us today. Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Grace. Hello. How are you? I'm great. You've been talking for, we like, have... two minutes, and I've just been sitting here. Well, they're going to be like, who's that, like, third person giggling in the background? <laughs> <laughs> Me. My third personality. God. It's our oh, clown no. roommate. Oh, it's Bryn's that. clown roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Big mood. Um... So, yeah, we asked Grace to come join us today. We're very excited to have her before our, our yes. last hoorah of our last 48 hours being on campus. Yeah. I don't know if it's asked more than it's I've been begging for months. True. <laughs> Grace really true. wants to guest star. Yes. And now it's finally happening and I'm beyond excited yes. for it. Um, I have a very good book. Oh, I'm so pumped. I don't. So I do. <laughs> good. <laughs> Everything's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. fine. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. You know, it's been awful, but we're pretending it's fine, and I think that's the only thing we can do Mm -hmm. in circumstances like this. Um we've had some amazing like alumni reach out to our school. Just like our school has a lot of really important like traditions that are tied in with graduation, and they've really tried to like make as many of them as they can happen in some way, which is really great. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, the people have been so awesome, and it's Mm -hmm. been just, like, I was talking about it with one of my professors today, and even though it feels like the world is ending, it does, you do get to see the good in people because of it. Yeah, like, Like, if there's one good thing that comes out of this is, like, we as a community are going to be so much stronger after mm -hmm. this. Yeah. And our two-year reunion is going to be lit. So good. It's going to be so lit. I can say this. Because I already told my mom, so if she listens, it doesn't matter. I went to my first and only college party on Wednesday night after I found out. Because I have never, I'm not a party person. I mean, I've been to some friends' birthday parties, but that's in their dorm room. Yeah. But I went yeah. to my first, like, college party TM, and it was fun. I don't feel as though I had missed out on anything. Yeah, see, so. I did go to some college parties. Yeah. Um, sophomore year, like, first and sophomore year when I was still on the crew team, And I went to parties on the dorm on the hill. Uh, (laughs) Constantly. Jane's always worried I'm going to spill my tea on the microphone, even though I've never done it. Well, and also, whenever you set something down in front of it, it's like, and I have to literally go in and, like, edit that section, snip that thing, and just mute it, move it down, and mute it. Yeah, Yeah, but anyways, I used to go to, um, to parties... I went to, like, two parties on the, the dorm on the hill, and they were like, everyone's drunk. This It's dark. There's a lot of people. There's a sippy cup full of vodka that everyone who sips on it immediately spits it out <laughs> onto their shirt. It was wild. Yeah, that's a time. I feel like the party, yeah. there's so many different types of parties on our campus, and I feel like it's very dependent on the friend group. It's very yeah. dependent on what dorm it's in, not yeah. going to lie. That is, like, yeah, number like, one factor. That was, yeah. that was the dorm room. That was the... 
Yeah, that was in the room where somebody swung from the chandelier. Yeah! Oh, and they broke the chandelier! Yeah! yeah. yeah. And yeah. is this the same room that the couch got burned in? Like, way oh, back when, sister when my here. sister was oh, okay. here. Oh, okay, I hadn't heard Yeah, that. no, oh, yeah. They, they burned, like, three couches their senior year, which is why there's <laughs> a not a lot of social events anymore. Yeah. yeah. Also, Mom, please know that the party I went to had no swinging on chandeliers, no sippy cups full of vodka, and no couches burnt. It was weak. <laughs> I had a lovely time. <laughs> Honestly, was, I'm surprised that more vandalism hasn't happened. Seriously. Oh, really? Then? I feel like our... Our year, we're now the oldest, and our year is incredibly respectful with yeah. parties. Yeah. Like, weirdly respectful. Yeah. Like, cleaning up after ourselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, there have not been issues this year with, like, dorms being left messy like there were no, last year. No, no. Which yeah. is really nice. Shout out to Striped Shirt Girl on 420 last year. Yeah, big mood. Has um, that story been told on the podcast? No. I don't Do think we need so. to tell it? Mm-hmm. Do we need a version? To? I don't think a we need to tell the whole thing, because, no. boy, was that an evening. But I don't... Wait, was this last year? Yeah, last spring. Last I spring? wasn't here! I don't know this! Oh, you don't oh know the 420... The anti-420 party? Anti-420 no. party party? I... D- okay, okay. Please, you're telling okay. us you're, now you're, because... Yes. Okay. okay, okay. Okay, yeah. Jump in when you need to, but I'm going to set the scene. It's um, February of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sitting in Knitting Club. As we do. As we do. On a Tuesday. And we're like, hey, this year 420 is going to be on a Saturday. Mm. That's going to be big problems for party times. And three of our friends live in what is often referred to as the party dorm. Mm-hmm. None of them yes. being party people. Two yes. of them they writing have, theses. They have excellent room. Mm-hmm. Like, a really good room. Two of them have like a fantastic room on the first floor, which is where the living rooms are, and that's where the parties happen. So yeah. we um, get the big part. We reserve on the legal reservation website for the college. We're going to have this room from 9 p.m. until midnight on 420. It's ours. It's ours. Mm-hmm. We have the room reservation. Yeah. <laughs> the appointed day arrives. It is 420. We arrive at like 845. We have some mm-hmm. chips. We have some root beer. We it's a fun time. Really lovely setup. It's kind yeah. of like a homework. It is not sponsored by the Knitting Club, but there are a lot of people from Knitting Club there. Every like, people are knitting. As usual, the, the Venn diagram of people who are at this event and are in the Knitting Club is very close to the circle. It's, 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 yes. it's a circle. It's a it's, circle it's very plus one of your roommates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... We're having a lovely time. Yes, we're having a lovely time. We're, like, all a little bit, like, on edge because we're, like, somebody's going to come in here and want to party. Mm-hmm. And so they do. Oh, a they do. A group of about five, um, five seniors who mm-hmm. are uh, dressed in black and their class color um, come in and they're like, hey, can you leave? We're going to have a party here. And we're all like, mm. we No, we said... No, we have the space reserved. They said, until when? All of us in unison. unison. Midnight. No one's going to start their party at midnight, right? The parties start between 10 and 11. Yeah. No one's waiting until we leave at midnight to start their party. That was our plan. We were like, we don't want to be up super late, but if we hold out till midnight, there won't be a party here tonight. Yeah. And they're like, can you move? And we're all, again, in unison, no. No. Um, and 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 then they go... And they complain uh, about us loudly in yeah, the hallway. Yeah, they complain about us loudly in the hallway. And they're them. like, hey, can you move to the other d- living room? And, and we're, we're like, like, why don't you have, why don't you have the other living yeah. room? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just... After that point, it, it kind of, the night kind of gets more stressful. Because we're all like, people are going to come and... Get angry be, with us. Be angry at us. And we're like, this one, this, this one girl who 
Shelby dubbed Stripe Shirt because I don't know her name nor do I care to. Mm-hmm. She's like in charge of the party and she like keep she comes back a couple more times and she's like Really aggressive. Really and aggressive angry. about it, and I don't remember the exact phrase. Uh, she at said this something point. about we were ruining. She said something about oh, we've been planning this party for two weeks, and we said we reserved the room in February. Yeah. She said you're ruining my senior year. One of our senior friends said, "Well, the parties are ruining my senior year." It was yeah. quite the back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then at one point, like, our friend Anne had to go and get her laundry. And so she and I went as buddies because we were like... You we use the buddy system. We use the yeah, buddy system you don't because want these we don't want to be alone. To yell at you. And we like go down and get her laundry and we encounter Stripe Shirt Girl in the stairwell. And she's, they like, they have a confrontation. And it's like the closest I've ever seen Anne to saying fuck. Whoa. Like she nearly swore. She was, she was furious. Yeah. Hi, Anne. Love you. Hi, Anne. Oh, my God. That's how you know it's bad. Yeah, it was, I was watching this interaction. I was also yeah. in the hallway because I had to use the bathroom. And our friend Len, who is a black belt, went with me. And she was like, I will beat someone up if they try to, like, confront yeah. us. Yeah. I was like, thanks, Len. Yeah. Damn. And it was just, yeah, the whole rest of the night was yeah. just very stressful and very yeah. on edge. And then and there, like, were a couple, there were a couple of nice people. There was one girl who was, like, very obviously a couple of drinks in, but she was, like, very calm mm-hmm. and demure. And she's like, oh, is this the... Is this the the black and yellow party? And we're like, hmm, no. ah, that's what this is. <laughs> that's what this was supposed to be. And she's like, she's she like pulls it up on her phone and she goes, oh, it's in it's supposed to be in the north common room. Uh, oh wait, I think it changed since then. And so she she was like chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was another girl who was like, hey, can I go watch Brooklyn Nine Nine in the uh, oh in the sunroom? In the sunroom. And we were like, yes, please. We had snacks. We were like, take some snacks. And she's like, yeah. this is so much nicer than like the cloud of weed that I yeah. normally walk through to go watch Brooklyn Nine yeah. Nine on a Saturday night. Yeah. Implying that this girl regularly just walks this, right yeah. through parties into the sunroom to watch her Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Honestly, that's Brooklyn what a mood. Speaking of Brooklyn Nine Nine, rip our part, rip our watch parties. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah. Last week we were going to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Thursday, which was going to be my last Thursday um, before uh, I got sucked into my play, which is canceled. R.I.P. Thanks, Corona. R.I.P. Um, it was going to be so good. Um, but, yeah, somebody had stolen both of the remotes. Yeah. It was sad. So we couldn't turn on the TV. We couldn't turn on the TV. We just sat there and chatted. Yeah. But, yeah, that was our 420 party. Yeah, that was... Wild. See, yeah. we weren't talking at that time, Mackenzie, mm. so I had no, no idea. No, then we were. By the end of April, yeah. Well, yeah, we were talking yeah. by then, but you literally were not talking with me because you don't know how to communicate with people no, unless they're face-to-face no, with you. No, I don't. Which I love you for, but I also despise you for it. Um, <clears throat> any who's it's. Should we probably go into the actual episode? Yeah, so I'd actually love to talk about the tea first, because frankly, I think we could all use a little bit of it right now. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah I think I snuck a glance at the tin. I'm I'm cheating. just smelling it, and I feel like I, I know it. can't okay. help but read things. Right. I'm sorry. So this is, I'm going to preface this with, please sponsor us, David's Tea. Ah, David's Tea. David's this is Serenity Now. Yeah! I, I love this tea. one. It is calming, fruity, and floral. It's yeah. an herbal infusion. And the thing says, zen and sensibility. So I should have picked Sense and Sensibility as my book, but I unfortunately mm. didn't because I just am reading this now. Yeah. And it says, with low-key lavender, serene strawberries, and harmonious hibiscus, this oh-so-soothing blend is a one-way ticket to your happy place. Bring it on, life. We got this. And I, I felt like we could all use it right now. Yeah. And it's a nice herbal tea that is calming, but it's not like chamomile, so mm. it won't put you to sleep because it's like only 3 p.m. or recording way earlier than I think we ever have. I'm so proud Normally of us. Normally we record yeah. at like 7 and that's bedtime. Apparently we yeah. need to bring 
bring Grace on more because she makes us actually do shit in advance. Yeah, because all of our schedules are all all trying to pack and move out. Yeah. Yeah. Catch me packing. Minute department meetings. Oh, I know. I was late to one of my meetings because I was at my department like lunch and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to leave because I didn't even get to say bye to like our department chair or like any of the people because um. Like, I, I just had to run to my meeting, and I was really sad. Yeah. Anyways, this tea is fun. It's got, like, raisins in it. I think it's currants, but I'll read the thing for you. Oh, it and has... I think it also has, like, little chunks of apple, maybe? Give me the, the ingredient first list! ingredient is currants, mm. rose hips, oh. apple, oh. lavender, mm. spearmint, hibiscus, mm. blueberries, rose petals, strawberries, and then quince? It's spelled quince, but I do not think it is pronounced quince. No, it is pronounced quince. Really? Yeah, it's quince. Yeah. Quince. I don't know what that is. It's a type of fruit. Hmm. Uh, the owl and the pussycat eat it. Huh? Have you... Should my book just now be the owl and the pussycat? Is this a children's book? Yeah, I'm it's assuming a children's, it's a children's, children's book. book. I it can be a freebie. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, I had one that... I, it was like a board book that I had when mm-hmm. I was a kid. The owl and the pussycat went to sea in a beautiful pink green boat. And then they, and I thought you were just reciting it, and I was like, does Grace have this memorized? But some of it. I have a, I have a surprising amount of stuff. <laughs> um, but it's it's like a really cute uh, picture book about an owl and a pussycat, and they get married, and they... Oh, it's, it's really cute. It's adorable. You should check it out. I should. Too bad. And they, they dine on quince with runcible spoons. Too bad oh. I don't work at the public library anymore, because I'm getting kicked out, so... R.I.P. R.I.P. My working at the library with kids. R.I.P. my working. Oh, straight up, though. All right. So, my book is... My book and my tea, I think they fit. Okay. I'm going to argue my case. Honestly, I just... I packed a lot of my tea the other night, and I really think that we just needed this one, so it might be I, a little bit of a stretch. I also love this tea. You yeah. give it to me all the time yeah. whenever I'm this is, I'm, like, sad. almost done. Yeah. I might have to buy more. The good news is, now that we're getting quarantined at home, I'm kind of near a David's Tea at home, so I can yeah. go to one, maybe. Yeah. All right, so my book, I know, I'm actually not positive. I feel like you both know of it, but I don't know if either of you has read it. I feel mm. like you are more likely to have read it because mm. it is more your type of book. Okay. I do not know. You, I mean, you've all yeah, heard it. Yeah, So I am talking about Douglas Adams's The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep, never read it. I... I have read it, but first I listened to it. To it, you listened to the radio play yes, first we too. Yes, have, we have the, the CD um, box. We have the CD box, which has the first mm-hmm. twelve episodes of it, and I would listen to those constantly. I credit Douglas Adams as being part of my like sense of humor. Huh. There you go. My dad had the CDs. So Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a novel by Douglas Adams. It was originally a like radio play. Yep. Oh. And my dad had all of them on CD and would play them a lot on car trips. We, um, my aunt lives like a 10 hour drive away. And because I don't know, we're Americans. My dad's always like, we can drive. We don't need to take a plane. We can just Big drive man. the 10 hour. I feel like that's a very like American that is, yeah, that, idea. That's 100%. 100% an American yeah. Thing. So like we would do a lot of, we would go and like visit my aunt a lot during like breaks when I was, like, in elementary and middle school, and we would always listen to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a really, like, wild book. It's so wild. It's so wild. <laughs> Jane's, like, having a crisis because I'm trying to move things. Starring Martin Freeman. There is a movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He plays Arthur Dent. He plays Arthur Dent. It's very good. But, yes. so, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Also, Alan Rickman plays uh, oh, yes. Marvin. Marvin, the paranoid android. Yes. So it's a, like, comedy science fiction series, and yeah, it was originally a radio broadcast. 
1978, and it was adapted into, like, stage shows, novels, comic books, video games, films, a TV series at one point. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really wild. And the um, first book is from the first four radio episodes, so it's called, like, The Primary Phase. And it basically centers around Arthur Dent, who is, like, a man living in England, and he's a very normal man, and he just wants to live kind of a normal life. And there's this whole thing where they're going to build this, like, bypass. And I just remember in the radio series, it's like, you've got to build bypasses. You know how? Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit. My accent's terrible. But... I mean, their accents were terrible in it, too. (laughs) Like, you are are doing the I am doing the the radio show justice. Thank you. I've listened to it a lot. And so his house is going to be destroyed and basically torn down because they want to build a bypass. Yeah, and they like he like wakes up one morning and there's yeah. like a bulldozer. Yeah, and outside he his refuses house to leave his like house. A groundbreaking because he's ceremony. Like, no, I will not leave my house because I am, you know, I am. This is my this house. This is my house, and this is where I live. And they're like, well, the fastest way to get to point A to point B is to, you know, tear down your house. So. As that's all going on and, like, his house is about to get torn down, um, his friend Ford Prefect shows up, who is, um... That sounds like a bad type of car. Ford Prefect. Yes. Yes. And he... Basically, Ford shows up and is like, hey, come with me, like, Earth is going to be destroyed. And Arthur's like, no, you're crazy. That's, like, not what's happening. Yeah. So... I... Yeah. I have to deal with my house being destroyed. Yeah, I can't deal, like, with I your... have to deal with this. I can't deal with your nonsense. So it's going to be destro- destroyed by the alien Vogons. And isn't it being destroyed for a similar reason? Yes, because yes, they're building a hyperspace they're bypass. They're building a hyperspace bypass, yes. <laughs> so they're going to blow up Earth because it's the most efficient okay. way to yeah. build a hyperspace bypass. Quick question. <laughs> What is Douglas Adams' issues? <laughs> Good question. Issues with it's bypasses. So the man hates the bypass. I'm sure there is something. I'm sure there's there. something. But so um, Ford Prefect and Arthur Dent end up escaping Earth. Like Ford convinces Arthur to come with him just before it is destroyed by yeah. the alien Vogons. Yeah. And they're on the. They hide on the Vogon ship and they get tossed out of the Vogon ship that they hitched a ride on. I actually. Yeah. So the, the deal is like, this is all like in the very beginning oh. of it, and then like the plot. I found it. The plot, like, doesn't super matter, but, like, at some point... <laughs> plot it does matter, but, like, I won't say too much plot, yeah. because I do want people to read it. Yeah, it's, like, it's like in the first... Yeah. In the first so, bit, yeah. Like, the deal with Vogon poetry is that it's so bad that it literally compels you to, like, spontaneously die. Yeah. Like, it's so So, the opening line of bad. chapter seven is, Vogon poetry is, of course, the third worst in the universe. And they're talking about a poem that the Vogon is living, and it's like, Oh, freddled grunt bugly... Thy micturations are to me as plurdled gabblebotches on a lurgid bee. And then Ford Prefect is screaming because lumps of pain are going through his head because it's so bad. And it says, Group I implore thee, my footing turning domes, and hoopshuously drangle me with crinkly bindle wordles, or I will rend thee in the gobblewarts with my blurgle crunchian, see if I don't. And that was a dramatic reading of some Vogon poetry. Yes. Jane is just staring She's at me just with very I don't know how to process any of this, I think. Yeah, right no. Now. Yeah, it's a really yeah. wild book, and they get tossed out of the Vogon ship, and they are rescued by a spaceship driven by a man named. Uh, can I call him a man? Zephod Beeblebrox, who is the president of the. <laughs> Zephod Beeblebrox is president of the galaxy. He has two heads. Yeah. Um, And they are 
kind of flying through space with Zephod Beeblebrox. So it's Arthur Ford, Zephod Beeblebrox, a depressed robot named Marvin, Me. who's also known as yeah. Marvin the Paranoid Android, yes. and um, a woman by the name of Trillian. And they embark on a journey to find the planet Magrathea, which is known for selling luxury planets. Yeah. And it's basically just a really wild time. What and the fuck is this The whole book? thing yeah. is Ford Prefect is out here researching how to write The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's trying yeah. to write this, like, book about how to, like... Or he's, like, a contributor yeah, to... Yeah, he's contributing to this book this that is, book. like, how to, like, travel the galaxy yeah. on however many much money a day. I don't remember the things. Yeah. But it's just a very... Which is why the little guy on the cover is holding, like, a suitcase and a camera. Uh, okay. Quick. So, is he like the... Oh, God, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Steve... Steve... The guy who does all the yellow travel books. You know what Steve. I mean? Oh, oh, the... Rick yeah. Steves Rick Europe. Rick Steves Europe. Europe. Europe! Yes! Yes, yes. Ford Prefect is the Rick Steves of the galaxy. Nice! All right, and I'm, I'm here yeah, for it. Yeah, it's really wild. And there's also a character named Slarty Bardfast, which is just, it's important to me that you know that. Damn, all right. Slarty Bardfast. Yeah. The accents are wild. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah. here for it. If you can listen to the the radio play, it's, it's so, so good. good. Like, radio like, plays are the original podcast, yeah. so, and we all know what we're here for. Yeah. Is this another thing I need to add to my to-do list of yeah. quarantines by Quarantine corona? Quarantine things to do. Listen, to, uh, yeah, the radio corona. play. I don't know. I, th- I mean, you probably would have to buy the radio play. I I'm don't, sure it's available online somewhere. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking, I don't know if it would be on like, streaming yeah, services. I haven't I listened to it in account. years. But yeah, I have it on CD too, so I haven't like. Had I mean, I wonder that. if it's something that like maybe one of the like loaning library sites mm, might have. That's true. Mm. They might. A lot so, of library books do ebooks and audio books. Yeah, so I'm wondering yeah. if I could find like an yeah. audio version of it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah, I'm not going to say a ton about Douglas Adams. Because we got a lot He's to a say cool today. Dude. He's a very Did cool dude. Did he trip balls? I don't think so. Maybe. He looks like a very grandfatherly man. Yeah, to I just like can't. Hey, do not let that deter you from thinking they didn't do drugs. Oh, no. Well, they I do drugs like currently. Yeah. During Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, like when he was writing Wait, the... Wait, fuck. He died... Pretty young. He was 49. He age 49. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. Damn. I just, I know, I remember my dad telling me this thing about, at some point during his work on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there's, sorry, the idea for the title occurred to him while he lay drunk in a field in Innsbruck, Austria, gazing at the stars. Okay, nope, checks out, never mind. He was gazing at a, he was carrying a no copy drugs. of Hitchhiker's Guide to Europe. I mean, he was drunk. That's a drug. Yeah, I guess. It's a depressant, yeah. yeah. But I know there's also a whole bit about, like, oh, he was writing the radio series, and at one point they, like, he was, like, they, like, locked him in his hotel room, and they were, like, you have to finish this goddamn yeah, radio what play. Would, what he would do was he was yeah. a perfectionist, so mm-hmm. he would, like, start, he would have a page mm-hmm. on his typewriter, and he'd yeah. start to write it, and then there would be an error, and he would start all over again. Yeah. And he would keep mm-hmm. editing as he was going, so it would take him forever. Forever to, to write. And it's a radio play, so, like, it, it's coming out in installments, and, it, you know, you can't wait. So there is at least part of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio play that is not in the book because it wasn't written by Adams, because mm-hmm. they pulled in someone else to be, like, you literally cannot, like, know we're making someone yeah. else write this little storyline. I don't remember what storyline yeah. it is. And then but. there's, like, there's like nine books or so now. And I think Owen Colfer actually wrote one of the later Ooh, ones. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's like they just... wanted to continue doing the, the Hitchhiker's universe, mm-hmm. but obviously Douglas Adams was dead at that point. May I explain my tea now? Because I do think it's sure. kind of... Sure, yes. So in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, one of the drinks that they talk about a lot is the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. Wait, Grace is giving me a knowing nod. Yes. 
I'm so sorry. I'm actually that going to Google. Like yes, it's that? like getting hit um, in the head Galactic. with a brick, with a lemon wrapped around a brick. Garbled blaster. That sounded like some sort of like dental flosser, you know what I mean? Mm. Like one of the water picks. So a pan-galactic gargle blaster is an alcoholic beverage invented by the president of the galaxy, Zaphod Beeblebrox, considered by the guide to be the best drink in existence. Its effects are similar to having your brain smashed out by a slice of lemon wrapped around a large gold brick. Ah, gold brick. Uh, Beeblebrox advised that you should never drink more than two pan-galactic gargle blasters unless you are a 30-ton mega elephant with bronchial pneumonia. However, Ford Prefect ignored this advice and consumed three pan-galactic gargle blasters while at Millieways. And I just think that Serenity Now Tea is the polar opposite of a pan-galactic gargle blaster. Oh, that's All right, weird. yeah. And frankly, yeah. I think that's what we... I just that's really what think we need, what we need right, right now. now. Yeah. The opposite of getting your brain smashed out with yeah, I'll a take it. lemon-wrapped gold I'll brick. I'll take it. Yeah. So, Dang. hence the All tea. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's wow. really what I've got on Douglas Adams. It's a wild book. Would recommend that's it. That's good. Yeah. It's going back in my box yeah. of packed things. It's good things. tea. Yeah. It it's is good tea, Bront. Nope. Stop. Refrain. We can cut that. Nope, that's staying in now. You tell me to cut something, I leave it in. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah. Should have probably given you the rundown on that. All right. I um, Grace, why don't you go next? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What so, you got for us? So I have for you guys a book that I received on Christmas Eve. Ooh. Or no, Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And then I sat on the couch and I did not move until I finished it. As is my want on Christmas. But this is a particularly, like, this is a book that I've wanted for a while and, like, kind of forgot about it. Um, and, yeah, so, I have Artemis by Andy Weir. Ooh. This is the author who wrote The Martian. Oh, yeah. We yes. have a very sci-fi episode right yes. now. Last week, we last time was YA. Yeah. Now it's sci-fi. Yes, so this is about a young woman who lives on the first city on the moon, mm. which is called Artemis, and, um, she works as a porter, so she, like, is a delivery person on Artemis, and she's also a smuggler. And she, like, <coughs> fuck. <coughs> Corona. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's because we went to a podcast live show last night and yelled and cheered a lot. Yeah. Accurate. That's also, why we're all a Yes, but she, like, so she's a porter and she's also a smuggler. So, like, there's a lot of things that aren't allowed on Artemis. Mm. Just because, like, there's a lot of, like, it's, the city is, like, in these three or four big domes. There's a there's a map on the front. Ooh. There's a map. There's oh, a map that's on the really front. nice. Yeah. I love maps. Because like I don't if if you've seen if you've seen The Martian, it also has a map of Mars. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, so the book is set in twenty eighty and this city has been in operation for a while. Um and it's just like it's it's the kind of hard sci fi that really just like I love mm. a good hard sci fi because there's like cause when Andy Weir was writing The Martian, he was like, every chapter has to be a problem that Mark Watney has to solve, and it has to be reasonable. And he w- he's, like, he's, like, doing all of these calculations to make it all be reasonable. And, like, at the back, there's, like, this whole thing about the um, economy of... What is it called? There's a little essay. Um, no, do, 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 do. The Economics of Artemis. So... It starts with, are you a pedantic little shit? Do you ask questions like, why does the Federation have starships that they can beam people hundreds of light years? Or why don't the Galactic Empire and Rebel Alliance just mass-produce droids with piloting skills instead of risking their own lives? Well, good. So am I. <laughs> yeah, so like, Andy Weir's pedantic little shitness really gets mm-hmm. gets to my little scientist heart 
who wants to go to Mars someday. Um, but it uh, starts off like pretty normal, and then like so the the um, protagonist is named Jasmine or uh, Jazz, and uh, it starts out pretty normal, and then she like gets involved in like like this whole scheme that's going on by a mafia and like somebody gets murdered mm. and like she has to like she has to do some like espionage and destruction of property and it's it's all it's I don't know how to it's all so compelling like it's you know like she's a very compelling character and like her like her motivation might not be the best, but it's just like I want to know what happens next. Yeah, those are always the best kind of books, you know. Yeah. Something that draws you in, and you can even like. Honestly, I like when I'm angry at the main character, and I'm like, I don't even care what happens to you, <laughs> but I want to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like the the whole the world building is super good. Ooh. Like like it's. Every detail, most of the details of this are, like, really well fleshed out. Like, it's, there's, like, the whole description of how people get from Earth to the moon, and, like, how the life support systems work, which plays a huge role in the later parts of the book. But, yeah, it's just super good. And I Mm -hmm. really like space and the moon. And Andy Weir's previous book. But I really hope he continues to write books like this, because this is, like... Like, The Martian and Artemis have been, like, my favorite two books in the last little while, just because it's, like, exactly what scratches my itch. Mm-hmm. I like it. Nice. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't read, like, I think I said this in the first, in our, like, season two kind of announcement trailer. I was like, I would say I read sci-fi, but that's a lie because all I read is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah but like, it. like this is not, yeah. this is very hard yeah. sci-fi. I might like, it's not like it. It's not like Star Trek and Star Wars where there's yeah. a lot of like hand-waving magic. Mm-hmm. Or no. like, or like, like this, this science has progressed so far we don't mm-hmm. understand it, we're making things up. Like this is the sort of speculative, mm-hmm. um, it's like a sort of speculative way of looking towards the future that isn't incredibly incredibly out of this world, even mm-hmm. though it's off of this world. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. So what you're saying is one day when we get to the moon, you want to be one of the people who gets to live in a moon city. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It might be sooner than we think. It might. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing like the, there's like the Artemis program that the U.S. is doing now, which is yeah. going to be super exciting. Mm-hmm. Thrilling moon travel space. Yeah. Nice. The new Mars rover got named. Oh, it's Perseverance, right? Perseverance. Yeah. Percy. Percy. It's really really cute, actually. I didn't know they were nicknaming it Percy. I mean, mean, NASA isn't, but everyone's like, Perseverance. We're going to shorten that to Percy. Mm -hmm. Or like, Oppie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I like Oppie, too. It's real cute. So, fun thing... Mine is fantasy. Ooh. So I don't have a copy of it because I have to return it. Mm-hmm. We've really gone into the second Corona. This week. Because of Corona. Because of Corona. Um, this week, I'm actually covering a series. Mm. Can we do that? 
We can, because I've decided. You make, <laughs> you make the rules, Mackenzie. I don't make the rules by myself. I make the rules with Jane. Jane well, makes the Jane rules. Well, Jane made the rules. There are no rules, so... There are no rules. There are no rules I'm going to cover a movie next time. I'm going to be like, actually... And we basically covered Love, Simon. Like, we were, really like, did. covering Simon versus, but, like, it's about Love, it's Simon. It's about Love, Simon. Um, I'm actually covering a comic book series. Oh. So, I'm going to be talking about Rat Queens. Yes, oh. I We're so excited about this. That art looks so wild. Can you turn your computer around again so that I can see that again? Yes. I'll show oh. you. I can show you screen grabs, too. Oh. It is the wildest art style. Oh. Um, it's extremely not PG-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, very rated R. There mm-hmm. is a lot of alcohol consumption, uh, drugs, shrooms. <gasps> And um, a lot of sex scenes, surprisingly, huh. which I did not notice when I was reading it at work at the info desk, and I went, oh god, I should probably close that right now. <laughs> that is just a naked figure in a massive spread on my... Oh, me when I was reading Fun Home while I was like working as a yeah. checker in the dining hall, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna put that away, actually. Yeah, yeah fun fact. Not um, safe for work. So, this comic book series, it talks about a group of adventurers in a medieval fantasy settings that are um, basically mercenary. They're a group of mercenaries called the Rat Queens. Mm -hmm. It's four of them. Um, So there is an atheist human cleric, D, um, who is from a family of monster cultists. There is Betty, who is a hippie halfling Uh um, thief who constantly carries around a bag of drugs and candy. Yes. And so that just is her entire thing is she's constantly high. Mm -hmm. Um, There is the hillbilly, no, not hillbilly, rockabilly, I can't read, elven mage Hannah. And then there's the hipster dwarven warrior Violet. Mm-hmm. Um, All of these words are yes. just like. This is so, is this somebody's D and Is this somebody's D and D thing that they yes. made into a comic? Um, I can get more into that, but I don't. Okay, so a little bit of the publication history. <laughs> uh, the writer Curtis Weeb. It's W I E B E. Weeb. Why? I, don't, I don't think it's Weeb. Why? Weeb? <laughs> I'm going to call him Probably. Weeb. That's way too many syllables. Weeb. Weeb. Curtis Weeb um, described the series as a... I'm reading this directly off Wikipedia, so plagiarism right here. I don't think it's plagiarism if you give credit. Fair enough. Um, the series is a modern... Or is a love letter to my years of D&D and fantasy with a modern twist mm-hmm. and the concept of Lord of the Rings meets Bridesmaids. Oh. Oh, good. Started as a Kickstarter, was picked up by Imagine Comics mm-hmm. a week before the funding campaign was to start, and then it was intended to be published 10 issues per year with two-month breaks. Um, it ended in 2016, um, but Curtis Wave. We 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 Do you blame us? (laughs) No, No, not at all. No one blames us for anything. So, in 2016, uh, Weib 
announced that Wrath Queens would continue as a webcomic, mm. and that um, in addition to that, in November 6, 2016, it would be picked up by a new series artist, and then um, issue 16 would not be considered canon following the reboot. So it, like... There was the original series, uh-huh. and then there was a reboot, and then there was web comics. Okay. So it's kind of been all over the place. Yeah. They I do also... love me a good web comic. Right, me too. Okay, so I we both did really good in also just picking things that Grace also likes because I did sci-fi and you did something that's a web comic. <laughs> so like, I mean, those yeah. are your things. Also, <laughs> a really good like mm-hmm. comic book, and I can mm-hmm. show you prints of it later too. But basically, um, so it's the four of these girls, women who travel around as a bunch of badass mercenaries that go by the Rat Queens. Mm. I found this um, comic book series because they actually have like a really short little um, animated series that I'm pretty sure, yeah, I think it was voiced by someone from Critical Role that Mm. I'm absolutely in love with, Laura Bailey. Mm. You do talk about her a lot. I talk about Laura (laughs) Bailey all the time. Oh my god, I love Laura Bailey. Oh, sorry, tangent, but I just got to the spearmint in my tea. Ooh. Ooh. There's, like, layers. Yeah, there Grace are. is also drinking its loose-leaf tea, and I only have one teaser, like, and Grace just, like, put a scoop in. I just in. have it. Fair enough. So you're just getting the little bites of, like, currant yeah. and spearmint, which is kind of nice with There's herbal like tea. There's, like, little ricey things. I don't know. I wonder what that could be. Who knows? Who knows? Um, so Laura Bailey voiced Hannah, who is the elven mage. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm not going to really go in depth into what the, like, plot lines are. You've already got me hooked. Yeah, I'm already It's really good. It's a wild time. And hey, while we're all in quarantine, we'll have so much time to read. So much fucking time. Yeah, I have a whole list of webcomics that I've, Mm -hmm. like, seen, and I'm like, I need to catch up on these, or, like, ones that I've read that I haven't, like, caught up with completely, so... If, if we weren't in a time of crisis, I would say get the, like, actual paper copies of the original six. It's the, um, Sass and Sorcery... The far-reaching tentacles of Nerithgoth, demons, high fantasies, the colossal magic nothing, the infernal path. I just finished high fantasies, so I have two more to read in the original, and then it goes into the reboot, and there's a ton of other issues. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm do sure you, you can... F- do you need to have read the original one to read the reboot, do you think? I am not sure. Let okay. me see if I can... On here, it sounds wild, and I remember you getting these from the library. They're a trip and a half. So there's D20 Adventures, Modern Angst, like it's it's basically all the modern aspects, like hooking up with someone one night stand, and then like trying to wake up and get your sword from next to the bed to leave. (laughs) Like it's a wild time. So I'm like trying to quickly scan to see. Oh, yeah, so it was a 30-minute animated TV series. Oh, cool. And then, or at least it was supposed to be. There's also a role-playing stream. I'm sorry, I just oh. saw this. It's 2019, <laughs> the Twitch channel, Hyper Rabbit Power Go, <laughs> is streaming a tabletop RPG series based on Rat Queens. Mm. So if you're interested in that, there's people that are doing that. I also forgot to mention, and one of the characters... Uh, eventually, there's another character who eventually joins the main group, and that's Braga, Braga, um, who is a transgender orc. So she joins the group mm-hmm. in nice. a little bit, and um, so yeah, it's the nice. five of them all together, nice. and it's really cute. So 
yeah, there's a whole lot of shit that happens in this book series. Um, they're wild. Yeah. They're wild. It's yeah. a good time. These are there's fantastic. five of them? There's five rat queens. Are there parallels that can be drawn between these five rat queens and the five characters that we are all playing in your campaign? Yes. We don't oh. have to do this on the podcast, but I just, as soon as you yes, said that there I'm were five like, of them, I was like, chaos. so Callista, who's my tiefling bard, who's a fantasy sorority girl, who has a crush on everyone. Oh, God. Was, okay. You're going to have to give me a second there. Callista, I would want to say, is Hannah, except Hannah's way edgier. Yeah. Mm. Like, Callista's a theater nerd at heart. That's the thing. Like, she has this persona mm. of, like... Being really cool, but she's a theater nerd. Then I don't know. Um, Violet would probably be Bronwyn. Bronwyn? Bronwyn. Bronwyn. Bronwyn Deathhelm. Who's what I'm saying. A cleric. A death cleric. Death cleric, yeah. So that'd be Violet based on personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But realistically, I think D is actually a death cleric. Um, so <laughs> there's that. Um, but Dee's energy, I feel like, is very much so more, um, Nadra. Mmm. Very much so. And Betty, I feel like, is, um, very. <laughs> yeah. Very, very similar energy, I would say. <laughs> Any who's it. What about Reezy? Yeah, what about Reezy? <laughs> is there a mom friend? Is there a mom That's friend probably who's Violet. Also, is there a mom mm. friend who's also so fucking aloof and won't tell anyone anything about her character or her... Hannah. And has a kid that none of us know anything about? This is just me being mad that I don't know enough about Grace's D&D character and we've been you playing this campaign since September. You haven't role-played enough. Yeah. Well, I try! Calista mm. and Bronwyn are best friends now. Like, they know everything about yeah. each other. The thing is, like, I... I have... <laughs> I have things I want to say, but it's... It's... The campaign is called Chaos for a reason. It hasn't come up yet. You won't know when it will oh, come fuck. up. Oh, fuck. It will come up. This is why I DM. Fuck. Uh, yeah, has all my backstory shit. Yeah. You actually you, need to type it up and send it to me. It please. Has, you have my room. You have I my do. Room. I have yours. Yes. I just, like, haven't had the opportunity because I am very bad at interjecting myself into conversations. So, like, mm -hmm. shit happens and I'm like, well, I was gonna do a thing there, but... We're off somewhere. We're bringing flowers to this woman who carves ducks. Yep. That was so fucking cute. You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, so since we're... <laughs> since we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons, do you see by chance my yellow dice bag? It's either oh, on my fuck. desk or in my drawers. I just want to have yes. some ASMR dice clinking. Yep. I got a lot of dice in there. Oh my god. Oh boy, howdy. Oh boy. Yeah, Anyone, Jane, Jane has pulled up the Dungeons & Dragons Wikipedia page. Yes. You can keep talking, I just want to have some... No, because the mic's going to pick up on that. <laughs> and nothing else. Just gonna... These are so pretty. God, there's so many dice, I'm so Mackenzie sorry. Mackenzie has these lovely ones that are like... They're all They gifts. have leaves. <laughs> they have like little gold leaves in them, and mm. like, it's like I yellow and orange... Yellow, clear, and orange. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh my god. They're so pretty. I'm making you guys post a photo of these on the Twitter. Well, dude, <laughs> I should probably put my sets in, too, because I have, like, 700 oh sets of yeah. dice, because now I almost Just exclusively DM. Very good. Ah, 
14. All right. Four, Thirteen. 13. 13 out of 14. All right. Hey, it's Friday the 13th. Um, hey, so Dungeons and Dragons, that took me a while to say. Dirkings and Dirkles. Dungeons and Daddies. Ooh. Nope. That's um, like a D&D podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't like listen to it, but I know that it exists. I didn't know that, and I was taking it the wrong way. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the Oh, intent. you have a mini thing. Yeah. Shelby got it for me. Oh, Shelby, who our listeners yeah. know, because she guest starred once. Yes. She did. I love Shelby, yeah. <laughs> so, where am I trying to go? I keep forgetting that Mackenzie has, like, a fun touch screen, and then I start doing it, and then yeah. I, I stop doing it. I always forget, and then it happens, and I'm like, I, Everyone oh. always forgets I have a touch screen, and then someone will lean over to point at something on my screen, and it'll fuck the whole thing up, and I'm like... Well, in intro psych, you would purposefully lean over. I was typing notes, and Jane would lean over and just do a finger scroll, and my notes would just go flying to the bottom of the document. I was like, no. So, um, just real quickly, I feel like most people know what Dungeons & Dragons is. Is nowadays, because it's so saturated yes. in pop culture mm-hmm. with um, the McElroys. Stranger yes. Things. Stranger it's, Things, yeah. the McElroys. Um, so Honestly, for, if anyone who's listening to this doesn't know what Dungeons & Dragons is, I, I would like be very the wrong surprised. <laughs> Fair enough, but like the McElroys with yeah. the Adventure Zone, uh, Critical Role with yeah. Matt Mercer and a bunch of voice actors. Yes. It's so ingrained now as yeah. like popular, which is hilarious because when it started off, it was a bunch of people playing in basements. Trying oh, there was like, like a huge panic in the yeah. like, 70s about it. Satanic it was like, panic! Moral panic! Yeah. I did a project on it for my dramaturgy class it. last semester. <laughs> Parents <laughs> basically thought D&D was the devil's game and it was going to corrupt their kids. And kids would like, there was like a case of a kid who committed suicide and his parents were co- absolutely convinced it was because he played Dungeons and Dragons and was possessed by Satan. It was because <laughs> he, he had undiagnosed did. depression. Oh boy. But oh. his parents were absolutely convinced oh, it was yes. the dungeon's fault. Well, pal, don't, okay. don't, blame, don't blame Gary Gygax. <laughs> yep. So, um, okay, on that note. Uh, Sorry to be a bummer. It's just a thing I know. <laughs> I just wanted to quickly cover a little bit of the influences in D&D, just yeah. because fun times. Yeah. So, um, uh, influenced by world mythology, history, pul- pulp fiction, and contemporary fantasy novels, the importance of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit as an influence on D&D is controversial, the presence of the in the game of halflings, elves, half-elves, dwarves, orcs, rangers, and the like draw comparisons to these works. The resemblance was even closer before the threat of copyright action from Tolkien Enterprises prompted the name changes of Hobbit to Halfling (laughs) and Ent to Treant and Balrog Balrog to Balor. Uh, For many years, Gygax... Yep. Mm -hmm. Gary Gygax. Gary Gygax played down the influence of Tolkien on the development of the game. However, in an interview in 2000, he acknowledged that Tolkien's work had a strong impact, though as he also as he also said, I can't read today, guys, that the list of other influential authors was long. The D&D magic system in which wizards memorize spells that are used up once cast and must be re-memorized the next day was heavily influenced by the Dying Earth stories, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, and I don't know what those are, and now I'm intrigued. Yeah, I've heard of, I think I've heard about those, but I have no idea what they are. Mm-hmm. To be read. Um, yeah. And novels of Jack Vance. The lit- original alignment system, which grouped all characters and creatures into law, neutrality, or and chaos, <laughs> was derived from the novel Three Hearts and Three Lions by Paul Anderson. A troll described in this work influenced the D&D definition of that monster. Oh. 
Other influences include the works of Robert E. Howard, Edgar Rice Burroughs, A. Merritt, H.P. Lovecraft, Fritz Leiber, Leiber? L. Sprague. No, I clicked oh, something. No. Oh, oh, the Book of Genesis. Uh, the Book of Genesis. I on the Book of Genesis. I mean, stuff, stuff definitely comes out of the Bible. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, L. Sprague de Camp. De Camp. Uh, de Camp. Fletcher Pratt. Roger Zelizin. Zellin is the name. Zellesny. Reading Zellesny. Yes. Last season. <laughs> and Michael M- Moorcock. Yep. Moving <laughs> 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 on. Monster spells and magic items used in the game have been inspired by hundreds of individual works, such as A. E. Van G- Vox. Vox. Vax. Sure. Black Destroyer. Corals. The Displacer. The Displacer Beast. Lewis Carroll's Jabberwocky, mm-hmm. v- Vorporal Sword, the Book of Genesis, the clerical spell Blade Barrier was Ooh. inspired by the flaming sword which turned every day at the gates of Eden. Mm. So there you go. It's gone yeah. through multiple editions, everything like that. But more importantly, Dungeon Masters, <laughs> which I only bring in because the three of us are I've all been. We're all are Dungeon all Masters currently. In DMs. progress yeah. of, a, of being DMs. Of being yes. DMs. Um, Myself with my campaign. I am currently DMing a uh, Carly Rae Jepsen heist-themed mm-hmm. one-shot. If you are a fan of Griffin McElroy, he is disgusted a lot. It's based in the Lasers and Feelings universe. It's very f- wild. And Jane, it's of course, so has her really long form going to go on for a while. Yes. Forever, Forever campaign chaos. Yeah. Which yes. is basically just my head child... That your brainchild? No, my head child. Yes. Um, that has come out in the form of Google Docs that I've been basically working on since last April. It's mm, fine. Yeah. I don't need free time. So well, you're soon you're gonna have a lot of it. Hashtag Corona. We still have classes, but like they're gonna be fake. Yeah. And so basically, I didn't have anything. I just wanted to talk about DMs because we're cool. Yeah. And finally, I wanted to talk a little bit about Cthulhu because I love Cthulhu. First of all. Second of all. Um, the tentacles of, where is it? I'm going to spell it. Uh, the far-reaching tentacles of nor, nor it's N apostrophe, capital R, Y, G. Nurgoth. 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 I'm reading this upside down. I'm a really good time saying this. Nurgoth. I'm reading this upside down. It's fun. Basically, that individual is D's god, so the cleric's god. Yes. It's basically Cthulhu. Uh-huh. And, I know um, very little about Cthulhu, actually. That's good, like I Jane know that just was... opened up the Cthulhu Wikipedia page. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it the creature uh, considered a great old one within the pa- pantheon of Lovecraftian cosmic entities. Mm-hmm. The creature has since been featured in numerous pop- popular cultural references. Lovecraft. So it was first introduced in the short story The Call of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. published in the American pulp magazine Weird Tales in 1928. Wild. Lovecraft depicts it as a gigantic entity worshipped by cultists in a shape like an octopus, a dragon, and a caricature of human form. Its name was given to the Lovecraft-inspired universe where it and its fellow entities exist, the Cthulhu mythos. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was invented... In 1928, it was chosen, the word was chosen to echo the word chthonic, the classic Greek of the earth, Mm -hmm. literally, parentheses, 
of the earth, close parentheses, not quotes, my mistake, quotations, yes, yes, yes. as apparently Brain fried, <laughs> coronavirus had, <laughs> brain fried, um, quarantined, ready. Not really. I don't have enough soup. Uh, the implication that you're just going to eat soup when you're What else am I going to uh, eat? We can't go get produce. We're just going to eat soup. Um, so in The Call of Cthulhu, H.P. Lovecraft describes the, a statue of Cthulhu as a monster of vaguely anthrop anthropopodic? Anthropomorphic? No, it's just anthropod. Arthropod? Arthropod. No. Anthropoid. <laughs> Anthropoid. Anthropoid. Anthropoid outline. <laughs> but with an octopus-like head whose face was a mass of feelers, a scaly, rubbery-looking body, prodigious, prodigious claws on hind and forefeet and long, narrow wings behind. Cthulhu was said to resemble an octopus, a dragon, and a human caricature. That's so many things. Oh, hundreds of... I lost it, but look at it! Look at how creepy that is! Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's gross. Um, do, 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 was to resemble an octopus, a dragon, a human caricature, hundreds of meters tall, with webbed human-looking arms and legs, and a pair of rudimentary wings on its back. Mm. Its head was depicted as similar to the entity of a giant octopus with an unknown number of tentacles surrounding its supposed mouth. So that's supposed fun. Supposed mouth. Supposed yeah. mouth. It's considered one of the elder gods, which is also true in rat queens. They basically just use Cthulhu without using Cthulhu. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's considered one of the elder gods. It's in the game Call of Cthulhu. It's yeah. now a part of Bethesda, Ubisoft, uh, 2K games, everything like that. There's numerous... Like, it's in Black Ops... Zombies, Call of Duty, Black Ops Zombies. <laughs> you list these video games. I mean, I hope our listeners know, but no World of I know Warcraft. Nothing. It's I in WoW, Mackenzie. I don't. I've never played any of those. It doesn't matter. Games. Do you know what they are? Yes, I, knew, I know what World of Warcraft is, kind of, but I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about the game other than that it exists. That's all you need. Awesome, because I'm. Griffin did World of Peacecraft. It's very good. You should watch it. Is it a Monster Factory? No, or? no. It's a. It's his own thing. He oh. he like tries to walk. He. He tries to walk from one end of the World of Warcraft world to the other without killing anything. That's actually it's really great. fun. Yeah. Definitely yeah. watch it. We have to watch that. Yeah. Um, so apparently, I'm just scrolling through here. Oh. Hold on, pause. <laughs> so it is technically a registered religion oh, in the United uh, yeah. States. <laughs> the Cthulhu's Witnesses are a registered religion in the United States, although the majority of their activity is in the UK. They meet a number of times per year to oh, show their devotion, with quotation marks, to Cthulhu. Whatever that means, I don't that's know. Like, that's like the flying spaghetti know. monster. Yeah. Yeah. Do I click do I click the do I click no, the no. annotation? Do I continue no, to spiral? No, 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 it's no, no, my no. computer and I don't want that no, on there because no, then I'm gonna get targeted. But I'm gonna get targeted ads from the like Cthulhu people. Fine, I'll click on my own computer sometimes. <laughs> um there's also a number of science things related to Cthulhu if you're interested. I'm gonna mispronounce everything. But I guess there's a shit ton of stuff named after after Cthulhu. That makes sense. Biologists are wild. So there's a California spider species. Yeah. And New like Guinea that. moth species. Nope. Yeah. Like moths or spiders. Two microorganisms that assist in the digestion of wood by termites. Mm. Named after Cthulhu and Cthulhu's daughter, Cthulhu. <laughs> Cthulhu. I'm naming Cthulhu. my first daughter Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Oh. God. 
That'd be a cool name for like a pet. So yeah. there's like, oh, there's also in 2015 an elongated dark region along the equator of Pluto, initially re referred to as the whale, was proposed to be named Cthulhu Regio. Regio? Regio. Regio. Regio, sure. By the NASA team responsible for the New Horizons mission. It is now known as Cthulhu Macula? Sure. Sure. Basically, Cthulhu is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I love Cthulhu. Um, I, You could call me one of Cthulhu's witnesses. Just kidding. Please don't. Jane, they're going to come find <laughs> they're gonna you. Come for, they're going to come for me. But also... I just wanted to quickly talk about gigantic octopi. Basically, I spiraled. This is a big ass spiral. <laughs> See, I spiraled how last time, but my spiral was succinct. Well, usually I have more time to make a succinct spiral, and today I okay. don't. So now okay. I'm just really... giant octopuses go. Giant octopuses. So, Cthulhu octopus. It was believed to be like a myth, and like you know the Kraken. Yeah. Everything like that, and like folklore and everything, but then. In 1896, they suggested that a giant octopus was the identity of a large ca uh, carcass known as the St. Augustine monster that washed up in Florida in 1896, like I said. Mm -hmm. uh, samples of this specimen were subjected to electron microscopy, sure, and biochemical analysis. I'm looking at you, Grace, because you know bio. I know mm. psych. Neurons. Um, we're we found have, to be... We have a spread of all of the disciplines because we have STEM and wow. social science and humanities. Wow, yeah, look at us go. All us three. Go. All, all three. three. Normally we don't have that. Wow. Um, so that specimen was found to be masses of virtually pure collagen and not to have the biochemical characteristics of invertebrate collagen nor the collagen fiber arrangement of octopus mantle. Suggesting what? that the... <laughs> Who knows? Wikipedia is telling me things. Suggesting the samples are large pieces of vertebrate skin from a huge homeotherm? Therm? Homeotherm, yeah. Ho holy homeotherm. What is that? It's, um, so homeo means that it's, like, the same, and then therm is, like, You've got, like, endotherms and ectotherms. Mm -hmm. So endotherms are, like, humans and mammals and stuff that we produce heat from ourselves, and then ectotherms are, like, uh, reptiles and fish and... They need the heat from the outside. They need the heat right? from the outside. So homeotherm must be ones that, like, they can... They don't... They always have the same heat as their surroundings? I'm gonna click the button. Which doesn't make a lot of sense, because it seems like this was, like... A deep sea thing? It says, it redirected me to warm-blooded are those animal species which can maintain a body temperature higher than their environment. Yeah. In particular, homeothermic species maintain a stable body temperature by regulating metabolic processes. Of the only known living homeotherms are birds and mammals. Oh, okay. Oh, though the ichthyosaurus, pleosaurus, and non-avian dinosaurs are believed to have been homeotherms, basically the St. Augustine monster was a dinosaur. And that's the end of my spiral. So that's the end of the rat queens. Okay. Very that impressive. <laughs> Boy, howdy. This it's is getting not many tabs, but... It's concerning. Yeah, I don't like that it's so... The sun has gone it's behind the cloud. 345. Yeah. Here, so... Here. Yeah. Basically, I'm I spiraled. Out all of, I'm X'ing out of all of your tabs. Please do. All right. Um, I don't like having them up. 
Y'all should see my computer. I don't want to. No, I don't. That was your no, that was your comment in the last episode. It was like <laughs> the amount of my the tabs open. I have one tab open and it's my email. And that's stressing me out. I have my email out. open on at least three separate tabs. <laughs> Why? On my two separate emails. Okay, because I need like, them. I had like 15 tabs open for my play. Because I had like all the different, I had like the rehearsal report uh, template and like the cast list and all the different things that I needed. Like the win to me that had all the cast schedules. I'm very sad. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, bud. I'll be okay. We'll all Anyways, go home. we'll all. Have lots of time to read more books. Mm-hmm. And continue to play D&D and over Discord D&D and over Roll20. Not Discord, Roll20. Okay. I just, Discord doesn't have a good video function. Yeah, fair And enough. we tried playing remote, like, just I voice D&D. I turned into a robot somehow. But, no, well, it was when you were doing, we were trying to do over Discord D&D right yeah. after you left for Scotland. So... It, you weren't there. Yeah. And it was the whole, you were doing, it was Elizabeth's campaign. Yeah. And you were doing your whole, like. I was doing, like, a. I, it was just a really, like, emotional thing. It was an emotional thing. thing. It was and like, we had, we all decided, like. And we, we basically to be just stop and thing. check in and be like, Grace, are you okay? Or are you just, like, and really like, in character yeah, I'm just right doing now? Character. And Grace was just really in character, but without, like, seeing her yeah. face. Yeah. Like, we're not, like, are you good? Like, this like, is concerning. Because, like, Laura's voice was very similar to my own, which is. Why I've been trying to do more character voices. I mean, Sten has my heart at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a brief moment for to describe our car? Do, should, should we even describe Sten, or should we just let that go up to the listener's imagination? Oh, but I feel like they just, oh. they have nothing. They have nothing about him. Yes. So, the Carly Rae Jepsen heist-themed one-shot. Mm-hmm. Everyone is, it's basically set in the Lasers and Feelings world, so it's kind of like a future that's mostly in space. There's lots of spaceships and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yes. And everyone is a character who is part of this heist to find Carly Rae Jepsen, the vault of 200 unreleased Carly Rae Jepsen songs, which is real. Carly Rae Jepsen, if you're out there, release them. I need them. Please. But we, your heist mission in the game is to go and find them, and everyone's characters are insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the top. I guess you guys can explain yours if you would like to. Do you want to talk about Sten? Where are you <laughs> yeah, talking about Sten? Um, so, Sten is a Swedish um, uh, he's a Swedish model who used to be in the circus as a um, contortionist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's a, he's a he's a very high profile model. And he's very tall. And he, we said not that, ten feet not tall. Not ten feet tall. He's he's very tall. And he's very flexible. He's he's dexterous. Sometimes sometimes I like to make Mackenzie make the face that she's making right now. Mm-hmm. And I can do that in two ways. Yep. I can say dexterous. Yep. And I can say the middle name of Fairy blue jeans, which is, of course, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> oh no, we've lost her. We've lost her. I repeat, we've lost her. Uh, yep, that's the tea. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I just really lost it over Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. And I do all the time. <laughs> Jane, would you like to explain your character? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know. I'm a CRJRPG. 
Uh, her name is Peaches. She's uh, five foot five in heels, four eight when her space buns are down. And she's her heels are off. And her heels are off. Um, she is uh, a. Oh, it's pouring. Oh, that's no. why. Uh, uh, not going to mock graduation tonight. Yeah, yeah that's I wasn't a no go. go anyway, but yeah, yeah. dang. Um, she is considered the muscle of the group, so she is a <laughs> black belt. Um, so she can kick everyone's butt, but she is also yes. just, like, an adorable little fashion degree, um, major. Yeah. Or fashion design major, my mistake. She's like a pastel goth Elle Woods. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. A pastel goth Elle Woods that is only 4'8". Yeah. Yeah. hmm And wears, like, knife heels. Yeah. On a regular yeah. basis. But, um, yeah. Isn't she wearing, like, six-inch stilettos where the stilettos are actually knives? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Other characters in the mission include... Snazzy Jack, who is essentially a fantasy New York cab driver, but he drives yep. a spaceship. Yep. Um, who else do we got? We um, got Linda. Glinda. 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 Heist name Glinda, who just has big mom energy. Yeah. And threatened to talk to a manager. Oh, who? Is that? That's... Uh, is that everyone? No. Oh, and then we have, um... Kelsey Vaughn. Kelsey Vaughn. Kelsey who's Vaughn. Just a bitch. Just, just a bitchy oh, yeah. CEO. Yeah, yeah. And that's everyone. God. Everyone. Yeah. Wow. Like, what a time to be alive. We're missing. We're missing Emily. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like we've talked for long enough. Yeah. yeah. We've been going on for a while now, so we might want to wrap it up. Yeah. God. Hey, team. Yeah. Ah! Ah. ah. <laughs> that's the general mood over that's the last the several, yeah. several yeah. days. So we're gonna get through it and as we evacuate campus. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. They should have played evacuate the dance floor oh, at the God. party on Wednesday night. Damn, they really missed out. <laughs> uh. uh well, that being said, um our upload schedule is going to be incredibly stretched out, which I know our last episode went up way later than I anticipated. We recorded it in like we recorded early it February. Early February and then February happened. February happened, Jane got stressed, fell apart three times, had like one mental breakdown, I think, in there. And Didn't just you just, get like sick. Oh, I did. Very yeah, sick. I got we sick. Were both sick in February, like. Yeah. So we just didn't record. And now we are recording our episode with Grace, the yes. lovely Grace. Yes. Um, but. And then we're going for the rest of existence yeah. with only one microphone. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. so, entirely how Mackenzie and I will be able to record, but that is for us to figure out and for you yes. to enjoy our content. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I have a potential plug. I might be having a Twitch channel. <laughs> yes! <laughs> if, if, if the information is here by the time Jane is ready to release the... The episode, it will be here. Hey guys, Grace's Twitch channel is up and live. It is called Incompetent Jinx, capital I, lowercase n, c o m p e t e n t, capital J, lowercase i n x. She does a lot of uh, gaming streams on there and it's always fun, so come and join the community. All right, bye. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, I will also. If it is there when we release the episode, um, I will be. We can put it up on the tw- uh, the Twitter the too. The Twitter, yeah. yeah. You have to run the Twitter though, because I'm not doing social media right now. Oh, well, this isn't going to be up for a while. My fair, it probably fair. won't be up till after one. My I don't. Easter's like mid late April this year. It's like a month. I don't know what your life looks like for the next month, other than 
shitty because yeah. like we're all just gonna be like I don't know quarantined in our houses. Really not starving. That's yeah. kind of what God. I'm concerned about right just now. Would like some food. A man, nutrients. <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, thank you again, Grace, for joining us in this yeah. chaotic time. Yeah, um, also, I would love to paint a quick word picture. We are in my dorm room. Yep. Yeah. That I am in the process of packing up, and yep. we are on basically the only chunk of floor that my room's not tiny. My, and we are in the only chunk of floor that you can be on because yeah, there are so many like boxes, boxes and bags. That's a box of books. So, wouldn't Apple That's another box books. of books. Here's a box of tea. Um, here's another box of books. <laughs> Let's yeah. be real. And so, there's more books on the desk that need to get packed. We yeah. have a lot of stuff going on. We're all in the process of packing and moving out over the next mm-hmm. couple of days. This yeah. is just kind of a summary of how, you know... How, Sometimes uh, it be like that. Yeah. Sometimes it do. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we should wrap this up. Yeah. Move, yeah. move on with our days. Um, so, uh, the tea has been spilt and the covers yeah. are closed. See you soon. Stay healthy, everyone. Stay healthy. Stay inside. Don't go outside if you're sick. Quarantine yourself. Also, don't panic by hand sanitizer. You should have it, but also just wash your goddamn hands. Wash your hands. Don't find a 20-second song clip that you like and sing it. Yeah. Or don't hoard face masks, because then it hurts people working in hospitals who actually genuinely need them. They're not recommended by the CDC. Also, people (laughs) are reselling them sometimes. That's gross. Don't do that. (laughs) So get a reliable face mask vendor. Or don't. They're not recommended for the general public, so don't do it. Also, don't steal hand sanitizer out of the receptionist office at medical establishments. (laughs) That's how one of our friends works at an ophthalmologist's office, and that is literally happening to her right now, and she is just very angry about it. So please don't steal hand sanitizer from people. Be nice to people. Be nice to cashiers and people working in restaurants and grocery stores because they're all under a lot of stress right now. Yeah. They're under a lot of stress. They if you go also, out, tip very, very well because they are probably not getting a lot of tips. They're not getting a business. lot of tips or their livelihood might be getting shut down right now because it's not considered essential personnel and realistically mm-hmm. we're in a crisis. So, um, tip your servers, tip your baristas, tip, tip your drivers. Wash your goddamn hands. Wash your goddamn hands and, um, don't panic by everything in the existence of the yeah. world. <laughs> in the words of Douglas Adams, don't, don't panic. panic. That's actually a really central part of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yes. is don't panic. Don't well, panic. then, it's even so more only matches the Serenity tea. Yes. Yeah. All right. So on that note, the tea has been spilled and the covers are closed. See you soon, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.